0: Good morning, guys. It is um, Tuesday night for us, Wednesday morning for you guys. Uh, There's Bible study tonight at 7 o'clock. Every single Wednesday we have Bible study at the church. It is the only time to be truly interactive with us because Sundays we're live, but obviously if I'm preaching I can't be very interactive. And these devotionals are pre-recorded. We record them at night. That way they can release at 3 o'clock in the morning. That way the East Coast viewers can watch it at 6 in the morning for their morning devotional, their morning breakfast, before school, before work, before they get their day started. And um, so please join us uh, on this channel every Wednesday at 7. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. That way you get the notifications for it. And... um, Uh, And that way we can have a great time in Bible study right now. We're studying through the book of Judges and So far it has been really really interesting, you know Uh, As you can see I'm here In my office, Uh, I Was about to do devotional and realized my phone was at 12% I didn't want to wait for it to charge so uh, I Said I'm gonna record this on the on the webcam here in the office and um, for those of you that are PLBS students, Paracletos Leadership Bible School, uh, hopefully you got my text. Uh, we're revamping the entire class. You do not have to wait. You do, you do not have to start over again. What I'm suggesting is that you just start where you left off. Um, but if you go to the website, www.houseofrestchurch.com, uh, you can log in you have the login password on the text I sent to you. And um, I have so far put two videos up. One is describing the class and walking you through what everything is in the course. And then I did uh, how to get, I walked you through lesson number one. I'll be adding more in the next couple of days. For those of you that are interested guys, this is the Bible college that I went to the Bible school. Uh, The one I went to was COU Christian leadership university and they have allowed us to, um, at House of Rest, to be a uh, an affiliate school uh, under PLBS, Perikletos, which means the Holy Spirit in Greek, uh, Perikletos Leadership Bible School. If that's something you're interested in, uh, it's $197 for the first course that gets you the enrollment, the tuition, and the textbooks, and uh, also the the video um, sessions that you'll be watching And everything that you need, you know, and uh, this is toward, uh, you can do it toward um, a uh, certificate or you can actually go toward a degree, whether it's a uh, associate degree, bachelor's degree or master's degree. This is all through, like I said, the affiliate school in New York's in New York, Buffalo, New York, actually, where I graduated with my bachelor's. I would not endorse it if it wasn't a school I actually went to. And um, we are going to, I had revamped it, redid everything because we started a few months ago. There was a few issues that we were having with some of the students not knowing how to do the course. That's why I started adding the course, uh, the videos describing and walking you through uh, every single part of the course. So um, for those of you that are students now, thank you for uh, replying back. Uh, on the text. And those of you that are interested, please go to the website and find out. Jump on this. Um, It's really exciting. The first course, the prerequisite to any other course out of all the courses that we have is this one, is Hearing the Voice of God. And um, it has changed my life, guys. You know, it truly has. It's changed the way um, like I said, I, I took this course when I was incarcerated, but it changed my my just my view on the scriptures, my view on ministry, my view on how to preach, my view on how to give Bible studies. And um, in case some of you have wondered, like man, you know, I, I really like the way um, he teaches or preaches. And and um, obviously, you know, first thing I'm going to do is say, well, it's it's all Jesus, uh, but Jesus led me to this Bible college that taught me a lot. Um, in, in tapping in to hearing the voice of God so I can preach out of the voice of God, you know? And, um, anyways, uh, go to the website if you want to find out more about that guys. Um, another thing is, uh, I will be, uh, uh, speaking at a revival here in Stockton and that's, uh, it's on the it's um actually it's not on the screen because i can't add it i forgot i'm not using my phone to record this but um it will be uh november the 10th at 6:30 and that's at um lighthouse church actually let me look it up here so i can show you the flyer since i can't put it on the screen uh i just had it right here There it is. It might be too bright. Let me turn the brightness down, because if I put it up to the camera, it might look too bright. Let's see if you can see that. Oh, it's blurry. Oh, man. Oh, man, I'm really sorry, but I'll just have to read it to you. Uh... November. It's a three-day revival. I'll be the speaker on the first day. Sharon is going to be ministering. He asked if she could lead worship. Uh, That's November 10th at 630. That's at 7811-7811 Kelly Drive at Lighthouse Mission Church. And uh, it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday event. We're speaking on Thursday. November 10th, and then uh, November 11th is Ariana Vidalis, who I I know her and her her parents, uh, really good friends of mine, and uh, Evangelist Miguel Ruiz on that Saturday, November 12th at 6.30. Um, He's a brother that I met through Brother Eli also. But um, we will be setting this thing off. City Heart Revival. This is Hebrews 12.29. For our God is a consuming fire. Uh, I did ask... um, the, uh, I'm not sure if he's the associate pastor or assistant pastor, um, but I asked him if I could uh, bring my live stream, which is this, just my laptop with my uh, um, webcam and uh, this mic. And he says, yeah, it's fine. I can set it up. So those of you that don't live near Stockton, you will be able to review and watch that. So I'm really grateful for that. And I actually told him, I said, hey, uh, we have a lot of people that are online that are nowhere near Stockton that would love to join in. Is it okay if I um, bring my 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 laptop and stuff? And he says, "Yeah, of course." You know, so um, that will be November tenth, guys. Um, as far as I, what I wanted to talk about, it's actually it's actually a verse that I had used before, but with a different. You know, you can use Scripture, and, and the Lord can give you different messages with the same Scripture. And I used this verse not too long ago, actually. Don't ask me why it's 1 o'clock in the morning I'm still drinking my Starbucks, but I can still sleep. Um, let's see. I want to read it first, and then I want to talk about what I want to talk about. So, the Apostle Paul, as you know, he he traveled different cities, different regions, and every time he did, he came across different cultures, different customs, and that doesn't surprise Paul, nor does it surprise God. And uh, I want to read it, and then I want to get into what I want to talk about. It's in the book of Acts, chapter 17, starting at 22. It says, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, so he's in Greece, right? I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. Anyways, that's that's going off from the subject I want to talk about, so I kind of want to set the scenario, is... He, As he went to Greece, he realized they were very pagan there, guys. They had all kinds of gods. If you've even seen, if you're old enough, you grew up with this movie called Clash of the Titans. And it has like Zeus and Medusa and all these Greek gods. So the Greeks had a lot of gods. And um, instead of him attacking them for it, because he knew they didn't know any better. He tried to find the common ground, and, and that's one thing I think Christians don't do. We're horrible at it, actually. We're horrible finding the, the common ground. We, we want to argue about everything, you know? Um, it's funny because, uh, you know, Brother Alex from uh, Lake Tahoe, the one that's uh, leading the church there in Tahoe, and he's putting in to get licensed to be a pastor, uh, he hates onions. He does not like I'm not joking I've never seen anybody hate onions so much and um I mean really does not like onions not even mixed in food if it's even chopped really fine he will taste it and he won't eat it he don't like it I don't know I don't know I don't know how onions uh onions must have hurt his feelings back in the day or something but it's 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 I'm going to use this example right is that imagine that, you know, which I do get along with him very, very well. So, so imagine if, if when, I, when I approached him or when he approached me the first time we met, and we're like, hey, man, you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Do you believe in you know, so we go down this checklist as Christians of making sure that we agree— on exactly every single thing and imagine if it even got down to man what kind of houses do you like you like brick houses wood houses you know what kind of and, and let's say he said oh i like uh you know whatever houses and i'm like oh i agree what kind of car do you like you like Ford? You like chevy you know or whatever imagine if we agreed so we get all the way down this list and finally finally when i'm ready to trust him I said, man, you know what, man, we've had a great conversation. We like the same things. I think we can do ministry together, you know. So, uh, man, it's all good, man. Let's shake. Let's hug. Let's go uh, have some lunch. So we go all happy because we agreed on every single little thing. We agreed on the type of grass we like, the type of beaches we like, the type of trees we like, the type of mounds we like, the type of cars we like, the type of music we like, the type of books we like, the type of light bulbs we like. The type of televisions we agree upon And the best brand The type of everything And we're just like, man, let's go have lunch And, um, you know, I, I go to a burger place And since I like this burger place And I like this specific burger I order him the same burger And he takes a bite out of it And he tastes onion And he throws the burger to the table And says, I can't eat that. This is nasty. And then I get offended because he don't like the burger I like. We agreed on two million things before this. But because he don't like onions and I do, then we disagree, blah, 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 this and that, whatever. Uh, can you imagine if after that point I'm just like you know what I can't agree with you brother you know it just sounds crazy right but as Christians we do this all the time we do that within denominations some churches worship as, as far as, I'm talking about music-wise, uh, uh, more soul, some more contemporary music, some more conservative, some more hymns and old-school songs, some, you know, and because of that, or because some churches worship and pray loud, and some are very solemn and respectful and quiet, and some preachers are teachers, and some Yell at the top of their lungs, and some, you know, and and we tend to side with the side we agree with or feel more comfortable with, and disregard disregard, you know, the the other ones. Um, you know, at the time of Paul, he 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 walks into Athens. Paul disagrees with paganism. Even before he was a follower of Jesus, he disagreed with paganism. How do I know that? Because he was a Pharisee. He was a, a well-known Pharisee brought up by a very well-respected Pharisee, a, a, a religious teacher. And they, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess they hated paganism because it denied the fact that there was one god okay so even before paul's a christian and now paul's a christian he believes in jesus that jesus is the only one and he walks into athens with the whole with into athens with the whole bunch of statues of gods everywhere so you would think that paul would be like man you know what jeremiah destroyed Idols. So maybe I should take a sledgehammer to these idols. Maybe I should knock them down. Maybe I should destroy them into dust. You know. And, and I think that there's a time and place for that. Yeah, of course I do. I have destroyed idols of people, especially people. One person that was in Santeria and and they couldn't destroy their little idols that they worshipped, and I gladly broke them in pieces and destroyed them. But Paul didn't do that. Uh, He he said there was, he goes, and he noticed something. He said, man, you have a statue for everything. There's a statue for rain, a statue for snow, a statue for the ground, a statue for the sun, a statue for the moon, a statue for wind, a a statue for flowers, who knows what else. Because it's like the pagans were actually, in their own mind, in their own way, They didn't want to disrespect God, so they made a God for everything so they wouldn't leave nobody out. So in their strange way, they were actually trying to be um, uh, reverent in their own way. And it got to the point where he came across a statue that wasn't a statue. It was just a platform that said, and this is to the unknown God in case basically we missed one. We don't want to disrespect the one we missed. So in the in the middle of that, that's where he, that's where he, it says here, Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus. So that's, there's a bunch of idols everywhere. And said, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you're very religious. He goes, and I look around, he goes, man, you know what? You guys are very God-fearing people. You're very religious. So, Instead of tearing them down, he actually complimented them, right? Because he saw, okay, they at least have some sort of reverence. Yeah, misguided. Yeah, misdirected. But he saw that there there is a reverence in them. He's like, I see you're very religious. And then he says, for as I was passing through and considered the objects of your worship. So he's like, as I walked through and saw all the objects that you worship." He goes, I even found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. So I love the fact that he used their rhetoric. He used their their sense of understanding. And he says, see this? You even have an altar for an unknown God. I'm about to make this unknown God known to you. This is about Jesus. And he is the creator of all things. So he used that as a way to reach their hearts. That is why, you know, many times I say it, it takes a drug addict to reach a drug addict. You know, it it, it, it takes a gang member to reach a gang member. It It, it takes whatever it is that you were. It takes a a ex-witch to reach a witch. It takes somebody that came out of that life to reach somebody in that life because they will know how to speak to them because ultimately we gotta we we gotta for the most part believe that when people are worshiping something other than the Lord that there's obviously some kind of reverence in them as misguided or misdirected as it is. In other words, he spoke to them and reached them where, where they were at. You know, so so this leads me now to say this, is that, let me see, how am I going to stretch this? I don't I mean stretch, but how am I going to bridge this to... to what I want to say and and how to make it relevant to to you guys today, let me think about this here um, okay now modern day forget paganism, forget people that worship anything other than Jesus. Now, let's come into the world of Christianity. Okay. Sorry, let me adjust this because I moved back a little bit. I don't know. I don't want it to fluctuate in my voice or whatnot. Um, I think the Internet, social media, YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook, whatever, I can see the negatives and the pluses of it within Christianity. Forget outside Christianity. I'm talking within. For instance, one pro, because there's pros and cons, one pro is back in the day, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, um, evangelists, preachers had to pay a lot of money to reach the world, a lot of money. You know, Billy Graham, Jimmy Swagger, um, a lot of these old school preachers, um, they had to pay network, a network a lot, I mean, thousands of dollars just to show one one sermon. Uh, and some of them had to actually buy their own network just to broadcast and, and to have the licensing and, and I don't know exactly how it works, but to push that channel out. Cost a lot of money, guys. So a plus of YouTube is all you need is this and a Gmail account and you can go and do a video on YouTube. So in the sense, I'm talking about Christianity. So a plus is that no longer does somebody have to pay thousands of dollars to share the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a plus. Um, A negative to that same thing is that anybody has one of these, and anybody can broadcast free. So whether somebody has a good, solid understanding of, of the Bible and of the Word of God, or whether somebody has no idea and don't under have a don't have a full understanding of the word of god both can equally have a youtube channel and unfortunately sometimes the one that knows the least has the bigger channel than the one that knows more doesn't always happen that way but many times so that's something that's a negative so you're gaining the fact that you can preach the gospel to anyone for free but the drawback is that anybody can do that and and That's not good. Um, Another thing is the fact that uh, back in the day when somebody felt called to reach the world, when God said you're going to reach the world, um, these preachers back in the day before Internet had to literally travel the world. And now I can reach the world out of this office especially if I translate it or have closed captions in Spanish or Russian or Portuguese or whatever. I could literally reach the world out of my office. No more traveling, no more, none of that. Now, sometimes is that necessary? Yeah. Am I, am I talking against pastors evangelists that travel? No, no, not at all. Uh, But I'm just saying, I am, The world can be reached Through the internet So that's a huge plus Um, Here's the part where I really The meat of what I want to get to though Is If you go to different lands now If I travel to If I travel to somewhere where it's really cold Their culture is going to match their atmosphere, their weather, you know, compared to somewhere that's hot. The way they eat, the way they dress, the way they work, the way they talk. Um, You know, my understanding is when it's really hot. My dad grew up in Arizona, and he says a lot of times um, people don't go out until nighttime because it's too hot during the day. Whereas, here in Stockton, because of how dangerous it is, people do their business in the day. <clears throat> because at night, you really don't want to be out there, guys. Um, I try to not be out there at night. And if I am, it's it's uh, selected areas. You know, there's, there's certain areas of town that there's no reason for me to be there. You know, at... 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night compared to if I got to go grab something um, to other areas, you know, same thing with the way of living, same thing, you know, so I say that to say this is that there's Christians in a big city like San Francisco and there's Christians in a little town in a rural area in Texas there's Christians in a murder capital like Chicago, and there's Christians in a super fast city like Los Angeles. Um, and here's the problem that, that I see, is that because of the internet, um, I could be preaching something. That doesn't quite fit the believer in San Francisco or Chicago or the little town in Texas, or vice versa, or somebody in the little town, and, and it doesn't quite sound the, the the he doesn't receive it the same, somebody in a fast-paced city like, like LA. Um, so because of that, I think it causes a lot of confusion because. All of them have access to the internet. All of them have access to YouTube. And I think that that's a negative and that's a plus. It's a negative because now, you know, and I could be cutting my own foot off right here, is now a lot of times um, maybe you shouldn't be listening to the preacher on the internet and you should be listening to somebody that's in your area that understands your way of life, in your area, the customs, the customs the traditions the lifestyle of your area because then it'll be more relevant to you compared to somebody on the internet because no matter what I'm always going to preach from through the filter of being a californian being in out of a of a city like this the environment the culture that i grew up in you know, because of all of these filters, I'm going to preach through those filters because I'm a human. You know, if, if I grew up in Spain or if I grew up in France, my filters would be different. So my messages would probably be a little different. Even if I tried to reach the world, I can't escape the fact that I am living my life through the lens that I see it. And therefore, I'm going to preach out of that lens. And I think because of that, I think the Internet is positive and negative at the same time. You know, and I think that denominations make this mistake, too. You know, teaching certain things that, unfortunately, because I have 10 years, a little more than 10 years of sermons on this channel. Think about that. Imagine, so how many was it? 52 weeks out of the year. I've preached and times that by 10 years. That's over 500 sermons on this channel. And then count a Bible study every Wednesday. So that's another 500 plus. So that's over a thousand teachings that I have taught on different subjects, different things in the Bible. It is impossible for me to do one devotional one bible study or one sermon and for somebody just to randomly pop in and it's very highly possible for somebody to take what i'm saying completely out of context because they haven't heard the other preachings they haven't heard they haven't heard my heart they haven't heard my heart and how i feel about certain things so they will. They, it's easy to take something wrong because maybe it offended—I'm talking to other Christians. I'm not talking about the world. The world is going to be offended. If you're preaching the gospel, they're going to be offended no matter what. Because why? Because the Word of God is offensive to those not following Christ. I'm talking about within the church. It's easy to get offended or take something out of context because you don't know my heart. You know Why? Because the internet erases that localness of living. You know, back in the day, your pastor lived close to you. You knew his family. He knew you. So you saw his heart. And when he taught on family or marriage or uh, whatever he taught about, you wouldn't get it out of context because you knew him. You, you, you. You would have lunch with him and coffee with him and and he'd help you, you know, with your wagon when it broke or you helped him and vice versa. So there is a, a communication, a communion that was there. But because of the Internet, it's easy for me to say something that maybe is offensive or misunderstanding or misleading because... You, your bubble is not in a violent California city out of the person that's an ex-con and lived a certain type of lifestyle, and it, and it doesn't quite match yours And because you don't know me that good, you don't know my heart. You know what I mean? So the pastor, the leader, the teacher was meant to live life with the person they're teaching. And I know some of you guys have been with me for a long time, so a lot of you guys have known because you've watched 700-some devotionals and sermons and Bible studies and whatever crazy lives that I do. But some of you, this is your first time ever going on here. Let's say you don't know Brother Eli. And sometimes some of the things Eli says can be very harsh. But if you've watched him in conversation, if you watched him say in the interview I did with him, you understand his heart. And because you understand his heart, you can see why the urgency is in him. It's why he comes off harsh sometimes. You know, sometimes um, people like the highlights, people like to see that stuff. You know, I have prayed for a lot of people that have gotten healed. Hardly recorded. I've prayed for a lot of people that didn't get healed. Hardly recorded. Um, it's just, there's so many variables to this that makes it nearly impossible to do a devotional or a sermon or a Bible study that couldn't possibly hurt or offend somebody if it's their first time watching. Like some of you probably got on and, and and maybe I've yawned before, and you're just like, man, this guy, what's he doing YouTube channels for? He don't even care. Like, why would I waste my time subscribing to this guy if he does not even can't even be awake for his own content of his own channel? But those of you that know us know that. When we do do a devotional and we're yawning, we're doing it because we love you guys, and we're exhausted, and we still feel that it's important to hit record, even if we're tired. Even if it's one twenty in the morning. And, and you're more forgiving because you're just like, man, they just did a... You know, let's say... Man, they just... Because you guys know what's happening. You're like, man, they just did a grocery giveaway, and then they did Sunday service, and then they went to Lake Tahoe, and then they came back the next day, and then they did a devotional, and then they did a Bible study, and it just doesn't stop. So you're more forgiving if I'm doing a devotional and, and I'm just yawning like crazy. But see how that can be taken. That's probably why this channel... Actually, the the, the the views have really dropped. It's in the 200 range. Uh, for a minute there, it was, you know, 350, 400, sometimes 500 range. Now it's really, low. probably because my yawning, I- <laughs> actually. Because it probably does, honestly, I mean, I- I'm going to be honest, it probably does look disrespectful. It probably looks like I don't care. It probably looks like, man, why am I going to waste time on somebody that can't even stay awake on his own content, on his own channel? I get that. But I think those of you that continue to watch, the 200, 230 of you, 250 of you, I think you guys continue to watch because you understand. You know, you know I have had, um, I've had a, not too much, maybe a couple, two or three people um, cri- criticize me for selling my paintings, for instance, for hundreds of dollars. And um, I remember actually answered one guy, and I probably shouldn't have answered. Usually, I don't. Um, but I remember telling him, I said, "You know, I um, I've been pastoring for years and years, a decade now, with without being on payroll. I have given Bible studies without any compensation. Seven hundred some devotionals." without any compensation. But I like to sell my art at something that's worthy of the work that I do. I said, and you still want to critique me? So would you critique me if I was a plumber or a carpenter? Would you expect me to do that for free? The answer is no. Even Paul. Paul, matter of fact, Paul made tents. He was a tent maker. Do you guys know that? Matter of fact, he even said, he goes, I'm glad I don't take money from anybody. You know, um, am I against pastors being on payroll? No, of course not. Of course not. My gosh, you know, even in the Old Testament, the priests were forbidden to do anything. Because the people were supposed to take care of the priest so the priest could do what they were supposed to do, which was minister to the people and minister to God. And and if a priest had to work for his living, that was a conviction to the congregation. Because God would be like, why is my priest working? You should be taking care of him. So he can do what he needs to do for me. So I have no problem at all with, I I know most of the pastors that I know are on payroll, to be honest with you. Um, That would be nice, you know, but obviously the church has to be taken care of first. And um, as the church is growing, it's actually getting harder. It's getting harder to pay the bills. You know, and to be honest with you, that should be a conviction to the church. Because why is it that when the church was smaller, it had, it was a little easier to pay the bills? And now that the church is growing, it's getting harder. I mean, that's not even the subject of this video, but it's just a reality that. I don't I don't think that pleases God. I I, I really you know I, I, I don't mind, you know, I'm selling the books, I'm selling t shirts, I sell my paintings. I, I love doing that. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But to be honest with you, I have a feeling that that does not please God to see me and Sharon running around trying to figure out how, how we're going to eat. And, and lately, the last two months, trying to figure out how, how I can make money to help the church pay its own bills. I have a feeling, I don't have a problem doing it. But I have a feeling that that, that is not pleasing to God. I don't think he, he likes me and Sharon running around like chickens with their head cut off trying to figure out how to keep our lights on and how to get gas to get to church. But like I said, that's a whole other video. But I I just, I feel it in my gut, man, that that's one thing that is holding back breakthrough at House of Rest Church. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just being honest. Cause it ain't like it's millions of you watching, it's only a couple hundred anyways. <laughs> but I'm gonna continue to preach, continue to do Bible studies, continue to do these devotionals to the best of my ability. I, I know it hasn't been it hasn't quite been on schedule like it used to be. But but it's just it's just getting harder, guys. It's just getting really hard It's really hard to keep those doors open I'm going to be honest with you It is what it is I'm not going to sit here and lie to you Uh, I'll fight to keep those doors open As as much as I possibly can Because the gospel needs to be preached And people need to be saved And people need to be healed And and people need to be delivered and, And people need to be convicted And people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ You know and uh, for some reason, that doesn't turn around. And we don't have a church. God forbid that it would ever happen. Well, I still got a free YouTube channel. Yeah. Anyways, guys, it's getting late, so I'm probably just talking crazy. I just wanted to share with you guys, man, is that we need to learn as a church... That we all come from different walks of life Different customs Different lifestyles Even though we're on the United States There's differences Even though some of us are in small towns And some of us are in big cities It's still different And sometimes the way somebody speaks Might be a little too rough for you But maybe it's because the area they come from People have to be spoken to that way Don't get offended Don't get mad You know, when a brother Eli has come at you very raw, maybe it's because he came out of a raw place. And people around him, that's how they need to be reached. And maybe the way I speak, or teach, or whoever else, give them grace of where they come from. Because maybe that's the environment they came out of. So anyways, guys... God bless you. Thank you so much. I have no idea how long I've taken. Probably a long time. Oh, 42 minutes. Wow. 43 minutes now. Uh, 1.30 in the morning. It rained a lot today. My understanding is it snowed in Lake Tahoe, so I can't wait to see that on Sunday because I love the way snow looks. Uh, obviously, it looks beautiful You know, but Alex and Veronica don't like it because they got to live in it. But for us, man, us people over here in the valley, we never get snow. It never snows ever. I think it snowed twice in my life here. Um, It's going to be nice to uh, see everything white. So, all right, guys, God bless you. Thank you so much. Hopefully this devotional spoke to you some way, somehow, you know, and um, I, I think it spoke Probably a few different topics, but I I have a feeling that the Holy Spirit um, knew what he was doing when he was asking me to speak and say these things. I'm I'm just, I'm led by the Lord. You know, I led whatever God leads me to do and to say. So anyways, guys, God bless you. Thank you so much. And I will see you tomorrow or tonight for Bible study. I'll try to get a devotional in. usually it's hard on Wednesdays because we stay out late. We're at the church late, but I'm going to really try my hardest guys to get a devotional in um so you guys get to have something tomorrow because i i missed sunday night because we were in tahoe and then monday we got home late guys so that's why you didn't get one yesterday morning anyways god bless you thank you so much bye